Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, y'all. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And I just returned yesterday morning from a fantastic, fun, and truly productive team retreat with two of my full-time staff members, Ellie, who is our incredible creative director. Um, She joined the team full-time January 1st, but truly has been involved with the Bossed Up brand uh, in a part-time basis since the very beginning, back in 2013. And we were joined by Kirby, who is – you may have heard me mention her over the past two years of podcasting. She first joined our staff part-time as a podcast editor and production assistant uh, and worked her way up to being our marketing director. Uh, She joined March 1st, and then the world stopped, and we basically have been in panic slash pivot mode ever since. Teddy, must you? My little pupper, Teddy the dog, who I used to jokingly refer to as the employee of the month every month here at Bossed Up, but since growing our team, I can't really make that joke anymore has decided to eat very loudly with his dinner bowl during this podcast recording. So if you hear him, that is why. It's just Teddy saying hello, Teddy the dog saying hello. So Teddy and I and Ellie and Kirby had a really productive team retreat this past um, Monday all day up in the mountains. We actually headed up. We head up? I'm not sure how to say that. We head up together um, on Sunday afternoon. Got back Tuesday morning. So it was a a quick one. We could have certainly used more time. But it was so helpful for a small business like ours to actually look at the big picture after staffing up immediately prior to this completely unforeseeable pandemic. Because you've heard me talk about it on the pod. We have been in panic slash pivot mode for three and a half months, going on four And, you know, I've been pretty candid here. You've heard me talk about our new programs. We have completely changed our entire business model in about three months. And thank God there are silver linings to that story because some of the changes we've made have really worked, which is why I'm still podcasting here (laughs) and why you're still hearing from me and why we still have jobs. So I just want each and every one of you to know if you've supported Bossed Up in the past three months, you have supported my and Kirby and Ellie's livelihoods. So thank you. Um, But now, basically, now that we're running a totally different business, we have different problems and different challenges. And we haven't had a moment to catch our breath, much less plan strategically together. So 
I was really delighted to get away as a team, to look at the big picture, to talk things through. Uh, and we put together this retreat very mindfully and very quickly. And today I want to share with you how we did it and what made this team retreat so effective. Obviously, our team is quite small, uh, but for leaders and direct contributors at any level, at any organization of any size, these are strategies you can deploy to plan a retreat for your organization, your team, or your committee, or your volunteer activities, or your community the next time you want to really engage in some strategic planning. And interestingly, a lot of this came up when uh, we were putting together the materials and the training resources for Level Up, our new leadership development accelerator for women leaders on the rise and emerging leaders who are aspiring to manage teams for the first time or to manage direct reports for the first time. Our very first month of training in Level Up, which is a six-month program, is all about vision and strategic planning. So a lot of this came from that first month's worth of work. And Level Up is going so well with our first cohort right now that we are excited to be reopening uh, enrollment for Level Up in the fall. And you'll probably actually start to hear about it in August because we're, I think August or September, we're going to reopen enrollment. So if you missed the first round and you are looking to develop your leadership and management skills, keep an ear out because Level Up will be reopening its doors. And we actually have a waiting list available at bossedup.org slash level up if you want to learn more. So here are the four key strategies, tactics, tips that really helped make our team retreat effective. The first is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but at the risk of stating the obvious, create clear objectives. As a team, you know, I didn't want to just set the agenda and and decide what we needed to learn about. We started talking about our team retreat a month and a half before it happened. And what that did for us is it enabled us every week when we realized, oh, here's a recurring problem that we have no solution to, that we haven't figured out yet and have don't have time to talk about right now. It gave us this sort of fluid list of things we need to figure out at the team retreat. <laughs> so by starting the conversation early, we could co-create our objectives. And those objectives are not the same as your agenda. Our retreat objectives uh, included clarify roadmap for the six months ahead, clarify roles and responsibilities, make sure we're clear on our vision, values, and bigger picture, why we do this work, and bond as a team. We specifically put on the agenda that we wanted to bond because we haven't seen each other for so long. And we were able to social distance and sort of self-quarantine, um, especially diligently in the past two weeks before we all got together. Obviously, this is much harder to do if your entire team is remote. But bonding was on the goals of the retreat list. So really clarifying early on and, and co-creating with your team, what are the concrete learning objectives or discussion objectives or just team development objectives that you want to meet with your retreat? Now, from there, you can create an agenda. And tip number two is to co-create that agenda. Not only should you develop an agenda with your participants, right, with your team, with your uh, reports and with your colleagues, but 
make sure as you keep adding action items and, you know, discussion topics to that list, to that agenda, that you double check as you go, does this agenda meet the objectives? And are there any objectives that are not met based on what we have realistically scheduled on this agenda? And I've, I've talked about this before. <laughs> we have to, to do this accurately. We really have to resist the temptation of aspirational planning. Don't try to do too much. Don't try to overcommit to what you can accomplish in a 30-minute block or in a one-hour block, right? Aim for a focused conversation, not too many conversations, or at least try to be realistic in overestimating how much time it'll take to discuss and explore the things you need to discuss and explore on your team agenda. And again, do this weeks in advance so that you can continue to tweak things and plan strategically and add to the agenda as needed as things come up that you can't necessarily make time for in day-to-day business. And finally, give everyone a piece of ownership over the team retreat. You know, I'm a public speaker, trainer, and facilitator for a living, but nobody on my team wants to be lectured to by me for the entire day. And I don't want that to happen. That's not going to be the best learning environment for me or anybody else here. So when we developed the agenda um, that included time for morning yoga and meditation and breakfast, and then came a discussion of and a review of Boss Up's mission, vision, and values wildest ambitions, sort of plotting out our own personal objectives, personal goals for the next five years together, um, and seeing how they aligned with the business goals. Then we had an entire portion focused explicitly on brand identity, which Ellie took the lead on. I'm not our creative director, so why would I take the lead on that, right? Really giving Ellie free reign to say, here's what I think we should talk about, and here's what I think we should discuss was liberating from a leadership standpoint and gave Ellie a ton of ownership over her section of our retreat. Now, similarly, we had a 90-minute marketing brainstorm that Kirby led and really giving true ownership and agency, not like solitude, not like you're on your own, figure it out, but really passing the mic to our collaborators and our contributors and teams is the best thing we as leaders can do is to put down the marker, sit down, take a seat and listen and be part of the discussion, not leading the discussion. We also made time for stretch breaks, lunch breaks, coffee breaks um, before digging into, in our case, a strategic planning exercise for the next six months together, including goals, benchmarks, KPIs, new program development, uh, roles, responsibilities, and basically some really big community discussions of how we want to grow and manage and engage our wonderful community, including listeners like you. This was the first time, I mean, I'm new to having full-time direct reports. So for me, this was the first time that a good portion, like half of the team retreat was led by my staff and not me. And that was really totally eye-opening. And I think it gives everyone on the team more skin in the game, you know, more responsibility, more desire to contribute and to take ownership of their their contributions, which is a beautiful thing. Tip number three, which we I've already mentioned a little bit, but we took to heart 
finally, because I used to be very bad at this, was to leave plenty of room, plenty of room for rest, for breaks, for for stepping back. Um, and I'm talking about rest communally, like a morning yoga and meditation session, and rest for us to just chill on our own. You know, I've really come to value introvert needs and and building in time to your retreat agenda for introverts to just chill and not be on is so important. I think we all also need that time and being on 24 hours a day is just too much. So we left room from four to six to just relax before we had dinner together and a structured sort of activity in the evening. So when I think of leaving plenty of room, I think leave plenty of room for personal time, leave plenty of room for regular work, right? So we had a podcast that needed to get out on Tuesday and we were in a retreat all day Monday. So, you know, we needed to create plenty of breaks so that Kirby could make sure that everything that the podcast needed to get out was getting done. (laughs) And, you know, taking those things into account, if we did have deadlines, obviously we said no to all meetings that day, but we had deliverables that we had to meet. So leaving room for actual regular work in the midst of a retreat was important, even if it was just a little bit. And then leaving room for structured bonding, structured hang time. I think networking in the void can be very nerve-wracking and stressful when it's unstructured. So on the first evening, we, we've we been getting into our crafts here at Boston. We've been crafting. I think Ellie's really pushing us all to be more creative, which I love. We, this retreat, made some candles together using flowers and leaves that we foraged ourselves around our mountainside Airbnb, which was an extra fun component, and using um, essential oils. <laughs> to scent our pretty paraffin candles and we used different glasses and it was it was fun right so I'd prepared that for us and then um let's see Tuesday night we had or sorry Monday night after a full day of retreat discussion we did not have the brain space to do anything as complex as candle making but we had a happy hour thanks to cocktail courier who I'm like the biggest fan of. They are not a podcast sponsor, but I wish they were because I love Cocktail Courier. They send out little kits for cocktail making. And we used Cocktail Courier because we were including in our retreat happy hour our newest team member, Stacy, who is working remotely from Boston. And she is our new podcast editor, who's the first person on earth to listen to this and to hear these words. So hey, Stacy, thanks for being such an awesome new member of the team. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that Stacy was included in our retreat in some capacity, even though she's only been on our team for about a week now, um, or two weeks, I suppose, from the date of this recording. And during that cocktail making hour, as we were all mixing up the same cool, I think it was a margarita, like a hibiscus jalapeno margarita, highly recommend, was very, very delicious. Kirby indulged us with one of her new hobbies, which is tarot card reading. And it was delightful and very interesting. And so, you know, creating plenty of room for personal solo time, for regular work time, and for structured bonding activities 
really worked well. It helped us balance the time that we didn't spend in structured strategic planning mode, which you just can't do that for so long. I think the interpersonal bonding that happens outside of the conference agenda is part of what makes these retreats so, so important. All right. My final takeaway for you to keep in mind is to change up your location. I mentioned that we had gone up to the mountains. We rented a big, gorgeous Airbnb that had room for everybody to stretch out on their own and feel spacious physically, mentally, psychologically. I think that was really important. We were looking at little tinier cabins with shared rooms, and I'm so glad that we went with something a little more spacious despite the higher cost because it gave us some breathing room, some thinking room. Kirby went on hikes in the morning solo because she is a super early bird, (laughs) and we had beautiful you know, gorgeous mountains around us and inspiring, an inspiring environment to leave us feeling inspired so that we could contribute new ideas. I think having a new location literally makes you think differently. So different space makes you think and act differently. And so getting out of the regular run of the mill is so, so important. And I know it's hard right now in the middle of a pandemic But it is something to keep in mind, especially for teams doing any kind of virtual retreating, (laughs) because people need to change their perspective to have new ideas. So even if there's a virtual component to the retreat, changing things up, restructuring your environment, working from a different spot in your house, or just getting out is so important. And from a retreat planning standpoint, we as leaders need to create Spaces that are both accessible and inspiring. So off-sites are called off-sites for a reason. You've got to get out of the office or out of your regular day-to-day routine to create out-of-the-box thinking. So I personally have benefited from all of the strategic planning best practices we just mentioned in terms of creating a powerful, bonding, and productive team retreat. I'd be curious to hear from you. How have you created time and space to think big picture? So many of us have had to think about our immediate next steps just to survive right now. And I cannot tell you how important it is and how refreshing it felt to zoom out collectively as a team to say, okay, the email inbox can be dealt with later. How can we think big right now? How can we come from a place of abundance and unbridled ambition and inspiration to remind us why we work so damn hard and remind us why it's so important that we keep going? And It was not easy. It was definitely intense. It was a bit exhausting, but I feel a newfound, I feel a new sense of hope on the horizon. And I think that's what we all need right now is some hope that things are going to get better. And I'm here to tell you they are. If you need to create space to make that happen, even if you need to plan a retreat, not for your team, but for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your partner, for your loved one, for your fur babies, do it. Think about what you can do, how you can get outside of the day-to-day to think big and to reset yourself for the next six months of the year. We're just over the halfway point of 2020, thank God. <laughs> what do we want to make of the rest of the year? I encourage you to change your space, to change your perspective, 
and let me know if these tips and strategies help you. If you found today's episode helpful, you can head to our blog post. Our corresponding blog post for every Thursday episode is fully written out, so you can get a transcript of today's conversation or today's episode uh, and share it with the world, including those friends of yours who might not listen to podcasts but read blog posts that are helpful. And you can find that at bossedup.org slash episode 245. In the meantime, boss, take care of yourself. I know it's wild out there. I know it's hard out there. Give yourself the gift of boundaries right now, spaciousness, freedom to think big and keep the hope that things are going to get better. Let's keep bossing in pursuit of our purpose. And together we'll lift as we climb. <laughs>